Oh my gracious, you guys, I am still on a bit of a high from this podcast. Just that took place only 24 hours ago. And as I'm reflecting, I am realizing how good this is, um, even more so than when I was sitting there. So I know I'm not supposed to pick favorites, but people always ask me if I could just listen to one of your podcasts because I don't really listen to podcasts, I don't have time, blah blah whatever the reason is, this would be the one, seriously, right now. And every person, of course, brings goodness to the table. I love them all, but this one has me on fire or conflagration. I think that's how you say it. No, I'm not speaking in tongues, as he also joked about. This is a real word, and it means on fire or blazing. Conflagration. Hold on. Let's see if we can get the computer to tell us what it says. Conflagrant. Oh, well, conflagrant. Conflagration. Conflict, whatever. Anyway, this word, good word, good title to an album because it's going to make everybody kind of like, wait, what? And that's exactly what this guy does. He is a Christian rap artist right here in the studio with me on the other side of the mic in a way that he doesn't typically do. So I love that. And y'all, it really was on fire. His love for God, for people, for the kingdom is utterly tangible. And I believe that this fourth album is going to not only ignite resting embers of Christians, but is going to start a new rampage of wildfires across the nations. He is unreal. And I listened to his entire albums, most of them, on the way to Thanksgiving and the way back. So four hours straight with my family. It was clean and insane. And, you know, even if you're a Kanye believer or not and you hear Christian rap and that's immediately what you go to right now because of the media, this guy is the real deal. So tune in so you can ignite today. And my favorite part is that he truly does not need the glory. I don't even have to say his name, though it's Corey Thomas and his rap name is Change. It's not his show. It's his Jesus show. And that means that I have Jesus in my podcast studio. That's pretty rad. So seriously, go listen right now. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there. Holy fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerly Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. So pumped to be here with you. This is episode 31 of the Fit and Fate podcast, which is so fun. Um, And I have a special guest here that I'm also really pumped to get to know. So I'm excited for you guys to have the opportunity. Um, He is a local, but I don't know how local. Were you born here? No, no. Oh, okay. So we're going to hear all about his story. Uh, He goes by Mr. Change. And um, I heard him for the first time when I was listening to our local Christian station, um, 
88.5 Current FM. And I wasn't really tuned in because when I drive with children, if you drive with children, you understand that you're only partially (laughs) listening to anything because they're usually talking. And all I heard was Chick-fil-A Polynesian sauce. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had to turn it up and I'm like, hold on, guys. I need to hear what's happening. Not because I'm a huge Chick-fil-A Polynesian (laughs) sauce person. One, I do love Chick-fil-A. But two, because... I, it, it was going into a rap song. I'm like, wait, what? And then it was like uh, talking about sauce, and I'm not going to rap because I'll make a fool of myself. Yeah, I think but... you should go for it. <laughs> should do it. But I know that there's a lot of secular songs around sauce. Mm-hmm. So I knew I'm like, had to make sure I was on 88.5. I'm like, okay, this is clean. Let's turn this up for the kids. And then um, I immediately got on my phone and I downloaded all everything from you. Awesome. And then two seconds later, I find out that he's actually live in person at, in the studio, which I had recently done for my retreat. So I was so pumped to hear yeah. you and conversate with Jen. And I immediately just took to your story. I took to your um, your natural humility, which is amazing. Um, such a gift for God. I'm trying to teach my six-year-old son that right now. <laughs> it's not working out so well, if you know Cooper. Not humble, but we're working on it. it, Um, So yeah, so I I immediately just like wanted to learn his story. And when I found out that he was local, it like totally amped me because I feel like God is just taking over our region in such an incredible way. And you're going to be such a part of that. So I'm excited to have you. Uh, He does have a name, which took me quite a while to figure (laughs) out, by the way. You're like hunting someone famous. I'm like, okay, he has to have a real name. And finally... Found it. So this is Corey, Corey <laughs> Thomas, correct? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, welcome and Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So I'm sure there's this this conversation is going to go in a thousand different ways. You can <laughs> pretend the camera's not here because it's just you and I in a coffee shop hanging okay. out with big lights and a camera. <laughs> cool, um, cool. But tell me, tell me your story. Like you said, you were not local, so we can start there. Okay, so I was born in Champaign, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, most people don't believe that's an actual place. <laughs> But it is. Okay. Um, Champaign, Illinois. Uh, my mother ended up getting married in that place in Virginia. Okay. You know, but I was raised in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, wow. Yeah. So from oh Champaign, I was born in Champaign. We moved to Rhode Island. Then she got married. I'm sorry, I said it okay. backwards. She That's got okay. married and we ended up here. That's so awesome. I've been here since oh, 2000. One. Okay, so, so a long time. Feels like I'm from here now. Okay, yeah. okay, that makes sense. So cool. You can call yourself a local. <laughs> yeah, basically, I've been here long <laughs> enough. But yeah, so yeah, I've That's been there since I was like eleven. Okay, and so what? Where were you in life at that point? You're eleven. You're in elementary mm, basketball. School? Basketball. And okay. I had just came out of middle school almost. Okay. I was leaving middle school. Okay. So um yeah. Nice. Yeah, and so were you cool. in your faith at that point? Yeah, I mean, well, we that's all I knew. We grew up in okay. church, so my okay. mom was going to Sunday school and making us go when she didn't go. Sure, of course. So I knew of Jesus and okay. knew of God, okay. but I don't wouldn't say I was walking with him because sure. you can't do something you don't understand. But um, at 11, yeah, I, I started praying and stuff, but, you know. As much as an eleven-year-old kid, right, right, <laughs> possibly do you're praying for like the yeah. next toy that you're oh, yeah, get. Oh yeah, yeah. I give God my Christmas choose. list. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I really God was believing for toys. That's so. Awesome. But, uh, <laughs> That's so good. And yeah. then, so like, take us on the journey with you. Like, where, what happened next? How did you even discover that you had this talent of rapping? Or okay, um, so I want to say at eleven, mm-hmm. my me and my brother, um, we. We try everything. So yeah. we um, put music on. I think we were watching the Michael Jackson story. Yes. 
and was like, we could do that. And we just started. <laughs> we went into our neighbor's house, grabbed uh, her son, and we like made a band in the oh, room that day. That's awesome. <laughs> we just started singing random songs. But um, that was just a one-day thing. But ever since that day, I was kind of just really wow. into it. But never really doing it, though. I kind of secretly okay. wanted to do it. Okay. But um, I want to say it was like 14, 15. Okay. Um, we had found a, a new church in Virginia. It was like, uh, I think Norfolk. Okay. It was Norfolk, Virginia. And okay. I ended up in a, a situation where it was, it was uh, making me really depressed mm-hmm. and not wanting to be here and I didn't know how to express that. Yeah. Um I show it I show it on my face. If something's wrong with me you'll see it because yeah. I'm not good at faking. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out why no one cared or no one noticed me. Wow. So I ran into a friend and she had this this thick notebook. It was like this thick. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And she saw it's my poetry book. I said, what is that? <laughs> What's poetry? <laughs> That's yeah. Awesome. So she so she let me read it and I was like, oh all you're doing is rhyming everything. And I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to try this. That's amazing. So I started writing poetry at 14. And I found out that was my way of communicating what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, my poems had this style where I would write whatever I'm feeling. Where I was angry, I was mad, I was sad. Yeah. And then I would um, write what I felt like I was saying Wow. According to what I just threw out there. Wow. So it'll That's always like a stream of conscious or was the what God was saying also in rhyme? It was rhyming. Wow. Yeah. Somehow I rhymed everything. Wow. I can't I, I have a hard time reading poems that don't rhyme. Yeah, so I wrote because <laughs> I can't stay on path the whole time I'm waiting for that rhyming yes. word. But yeah, I even rhymed what God was saying That's to me. That's insane. That's so cool. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was any good until uh my teacher found my book. Okay. And she didn't know whose it was, so she just opened it and wow. she read it. And she came to me crying, and I'm like, wow. "Oh man, I'm in trouble." <laughs> you know, you make wow. your teacher cry. Yeah. So um, she was like, "This is amazing. How come you don't share it?" I was like, yeah. "Oh no, no, we're not doing that." Yeah, 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 yeah. Not so, in the, um, the public school system. Yeah, but that's really where I started the writing wow. and figuring out that I was somewhat gifted and yeah. and just writing. And I ended up forming a rap group with some kids again. Okay. <laughs> at in the high church. school still? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was ninth, ninth grade. So, okay, cool. Yeah, we yeah. um we formed this group and I can't remember what it was called. Oh, gosh. Um I think it was like Trinity Soldiers. Okay, it was, it was okay. something awesome. random, the most biblical thing we could think of. <laughs> the Trinity and we're soldiers for God. We just smashed it together. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. I like it. And it was terrible. Like we could not rap, we couldn't do it. But it was Stop the church it. got behind us. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I think I call myself Revelation or something like that. Like, literally, I was super, super. <laughs> I love it. But you're ninth grade. You're, like, yeah, 14 years man. old. Like, you were the coolest of everything, I mean, right? <laughs> I tried, but, yeah. So, yeah, I called myself Revelation, but we um uh, ended up, I mean, you know, the group didn't work. But I still really had the passion yep. to do it, but which is crazy because um, I never seen myself rapping. Okay. I, I was a, a, well, I am a huge basketball fan. Okay. So I was really, I'm really talented on the court. Yeah. So wow, uh, cool. my, my, my prayers and my focus was fixated wow. on going that's to the cool. NBA. I was like, I don't care how tall I am. Yeah. I'm going, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, that's all I did. I played that's ball. That's awesome. Wow. And yeah. that's time consuming when you get involved in a yes, sport like it that. Yes, very is. So you weren't really doing music at all? At all. No. Just I was not doing music. Like, poetry was something yeah, I did. Sure. I didn't write music. I wrote okay. poetry okay. still. Mm-hmm. So it was like a journal for me. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was so that's focused so on basketball that yeah, I was scoring sixty points in games Gosh. and getting. I got an offer to college, and then for some reason I didn't go because of fear. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, I was fear talking. Is horrible. Mm, yes, what? It was like some a scholarship to Duke. 
And what? I was talked out of going. Someone told me, you're not even that tall. They're not going to let you play. Oh, my so I was gosh. Like, that's horrible. Oh, man. Yeah. So I didn't go and I ended up playing like semi-pro okay. and in a wreck and, you know. Yeah. But um, So when did that, like, at that point, did you end up going to school at all? Yeah, I went to ODU. Okay, awesome. I went did to you ODU graduate there from there? No, I didn't graduate yet. I'm still okay. in school now. Oh, you are? Okay, yeah, awesome. But not there. ODU. Yep. I go to Full Sail online. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, this journey is pretty crazy, so I'm trying to unscramble it. I know, I'm I know, I know. Everybody does this, it's and I crazy. love it, though, because then I just get to ask questions that I like, can yeah, pinpoint. It's, it's wow. So you're playing basketball. You're graduating from school. Like, At what point are you like, let me try this music thing? Or even call it from poetry to music. Um, I think a lot of my stuff was fueled by how I feel, yeah. and that's how I write according yeah. to what I'm feeling. But um, from poetry, it was a I think it was an instrumental, um, which is a beat without words. I don't know yeah. if anyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it I had one. It was before iPods, and yeah. it was we had like CDs and tapes. So I okay. I was in my room, and this beat came on, and I was. Right, writing poetry, right. and then I ended up like saying it out loud to the beat, and I was like, nice. "Oh, this goes cool with this beat." You know, yeah. it was kind of like I stumbled into it on accident, like, wow. and so then I just tried to rap, but I felt personally I wasn't good at it. <laughs> right, I was like, right. "This, I am terrible." Yeah. But um, the songs I was writing because of my poetry yeah. gift, I was good with words. Sure. So when they heard the rap, you were listening to the words I was saying, you enjoyed what I said. Right. <laughs> right. But not necessarily how I delivered it. But, um, yeah, I want to say 16 is when I started okay. trying to rap. Yeah. And I found a yearbook um, the other day yeah. of mine. And you know how they say, what do you, where do you see yourself in the next oh, 10 yeah. years? Oh, yeah. Now, at that time, I was engulfed with basketball. Sure. But what I wrote down was complete opposite. And that's crazy really? to me. <laughs> I said, I, I just see myself as a traveling um, Christian rap artist, and I yes. said, "What? Like, <laughs> it don't make sense. It You're does not make doing sense." Doing it, that it is so sense. God, though. Like, yeah, it things is. That God does almost all things that He does. That made no sense to me. I was like, crazy. I wasn't even remotely thinking of rapping back then. So yeah. for me to write that in there, I'm, maybe I was trying to be funny when I wrote it. Sure, I don't know. Sure, yeah. But or I was like, like one oh, friend you're trying to impress or whatever. I'm gonna rap. <laughs> yeah. But that actually that ended up happening. That's crazy. That's so cool. So I I have to share personally because not a lot of people know this. I also love to write poetry, and mm. I also discovered it when I was a freshman in high school. Wow. So really, I was like, you're wow. saying this, and it wasn't because of a. It was probably definitely a lot less. Um, Christian oriented at that time. It was because a guy that I was interested in would write poetry and write it for me. He would consider himself emo, right? That's like a thing. Uh huh. So I was like, oh yeah, I've got all these emotions too. You're in that like really <laughs> weird, yeah, like whatever. So I started writing and I also kept a journal through a poetic form. If it doesn't rhyme, I'm like, that's not really. Yeah, just, I don't sorry, know. Sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. So my husband has since because he loves rap music has helped evolve my poetry a lot because he's like make it from like three syllables instead of just the last one and so when he listened to your music for the first time he's like go back go back you hear how he said that he did da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh yeah i got you i can't do it so you're very you're beyond my level of expertise oh. in poetry but i have always thought because i love music so much like blending the two of them would be so incredible yeah. i actually tried to start um, being musically talented, I was like, I can learn this. You can learn anything, right? Yeah. So I turned 30, and I was like, I'm going to learn to play ukulele so that oh, I can cool. take, turn my music in or my poetry into music. 
didn't last very long. Um, I had babies. I mean, I have all these excuses. At the end of the day, I just didn't do do it. Because when you uh, really take the time to do something, no matter what it is, you make it happen if you believe in it that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for if you don't go to Duke. So <laughs> you won't have regrets because that has to be one of your songs. No regrets, right? Man. Something like that. Because here a, you yeah. are. Now, I do have a song like that. Right? It's just crazy. Yeah. So you, you, I mean, you have to. Oh. So I want to hear like when your priority switched from like basketball to music. Mm. Wow, that wasn't for a long time, okay. actually, which is crazy. Okay. Um, where am I? At? 16, 17. Well, I found out around 17 yeah. that I kind of wasn't living for God. Mm. Because I don't know if you realize, like, we can be accustomed to going to church and, you know, just because I was told and doing certain things yeah. and not doing certain things because yeah. those are the rules. Yeah. Versus I had no real relationship with God. Mm. Now, um, God would speak to me even as yeah. a teenager, and I would hear him when I prayed, but I didn't really have a wow. relationship. And I found that out when I was going to go do something wrong, and I can't even remember. It wasn't even something like real crazy, but it yeah. was just my mom told me not to sure. go somewhere. Sure. And I was like, uh, um, we had a really gifted leader where he okay. like you know really heard God, yeah. and he can see, look at you, and tell you some oh, stuff that you gosh. did last yeah. night. Yeah. So I was kind of more afraid of him than I was of God. Yeah, and and my mom. So it was, it was, I was walking and I was like, oh, I'm going to do it anyway. And then I was like, oh, but what if, what if the pastor finds out? You know? And then I thought right there, like, wait, something's not right. Yeah. Why am I more afraid of what the pastor is going to say versus Mm -hmm. God, who has the ultimate say in my life? Mm, So I was like, yeah, 17. And I was like, so I was like, so I'm just not going to do this. And I caught myself running away. Wow. So I left. I just, I remember hopping out of my window of my room. Literally, I left, I ran away from home. And yeah, because me and my mom had gotten into, it wasn't an argument. It was more of a, I don't know how to say it without being here for like 10 hours. But we were, uh, (laughs) it was something going on at church that was just not right. Yeah. And um, she had came home with some crazy message from the pastor for me. Yeah. That said, if I didn't abide by these rules, wow. I was going to die and all this other yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, it wow. was crazy. Yeah. And I was like looking at how she delivered it. Like she didn't care. Mm. So I felt like she didn't care about me. So I was like, yeah. well, forget it. Yeah. So I just hopped out of the window and went to a friend's house. Wow. And then I started college from someone else's house. So, wow. Yeah. And I stayed out for like three months or okay. something like that. Okay. And on that journey, I was... Uh, what's crazy is I was still trying to pray because religiously I prayed every sure, night before to. I went to sleep Gosh. and it was always Lord don't let me go to hell before I um <laughs> before I heard about grace and forgiveness yes. <laughs> all I knew was yo I don't want to die and go right. to hell and you're carrying that shame every single every, night yeah oh gosh okay. every night before I was like okay I know I just did my thing all day long yeah <laughs> but absolutely. God just don't let me go to hell <laughs> you still see me you still hear me <laughs> please help me Jesus. So then, just thinking about it, the fact, because I, I know that you're now a youth pastor. Is that um, right? I'm or, a youth leader. I'm not the pastor. Leader. Okay, I'm just, youth leader. Youth I'm just leader. like an assistant to that's the youth still, pastor. That's amazing. So to be in that role after knowing and walking out your own journey, that's I mean, crazy. are you, is it one of those things, this is how I feel even towards like my teenage nieces. I just want to like take their shoulders and like shake oh, them and be like, don't do this. Don't do this. Because I've learned the hard way. And I wasn't even in my faith fully. I believed in the Lord. I was a youth leader for Young Life. Are you familiar with that organization? Yeah, I actually 
go there at okay. Grand Run. Yeah, and okay. Preach and rap. Sometimes. See, so that's so. So I was a leader in that organization, and that's cool. still, still just doing my own thing. And thinking, same thing, like, oh gosh, God sees me and I'm going to help with this. <laughs> and yet still being able to like put on the front of wearing my Christian clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's like such a, a terribly scary place to walk in. It, you do carry shame around and people yeah. don't see the shame. So thank God for poetry because yeah. I was the same way. That's where my emotions went. Um, but at the same time, I was like so overwhelmed with the fact that I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. It's, it's binding. Mm. And I did it for, I mean, for a very long time through my twenties into my marriage, into my motherhood. And so wanting so desperately for myself to be known. So that song fully known by, is it Torn Wells? Torn Wells? Yeah. I mean, that song breaks me every time I hear it because what a beautiful way to live life, knowing that you're fully known by God and it's okay that mm-hmm. he loves you even still. But then to not only do it from that relationship, but to do it horizontally with people yeah. and just be like, this is who I am. Yeah. And it becomes just such a freedom place for people. And it's that really is where I have learned relationally with the Lord and relation relationally with other people. That concept of vulnerability and authenticity carries you so much further than the religious concept of yeah, Christianity. That's true. Because people see Jesus when they see your authenticity. Yeah. It's that's, that's hard. Cool. It's pretty cool, but it's been such a like place of where I can fully understand grace because grace is truth mm. and truth is authentic. Grace, actually learning and studying about the grace of God is what changed my whole whole life in Christ in general. Um, like I said, um, coming from where I came from, I was told that I had to earn his love, basically. But not then no one ever just straightforward said, you got to go earn God's love. Sure, sure, sure. But they were saying, like, um, if I don't do certain things, yeah. then God wouldn't be happy with me or they wouldn't be happy. So I ended up trying to work for it. Like, I'm going to go on a long fast and I'm oh, going to, yeah, you know, if gosh. I fast, yes. then God will love me. And, you know, it was just mishandled and yeah. not treated right by certain leaders. So it made me view my, like something was wrong with me. Yeah. And then I was like, well, God definitely doesn't want to hear with me because he's his people, yeah, you know? So absolutely. I think I heard uh, a sermon, Michael Todd, that's yeah. a preaching dude. Oh, and yeah. he was preaching on grace mm-hmm. and he was saying grace isn't based on our, our uh, performance, but our position. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. So it's not how you, it's not, it's not about so much about what you do, but it's about who I'm in, you know? And that really changed everything for me because I was like, oh, so you mean I don't have to (laughs) be sweating? Because I I used to wake up and I'm like, I did not pray before I went to sleep tonight. God's going to kill me. Because it's a rule. Right, right. And so like understanding and unwrapping like rules and religion versus relationship. Yeah. And like you walking into that, I mean, what freedom point was that? Yeah. Uh, it was it was actually crazy, friend. Yeah. And what's crazy, I heard something, I think, two days ago. Um, I forgot who preached it, but he was saying religion says, I'm in trouble. My dad's going to kill me. And he says, um, but relationship says, I'm in trouble. Where's my daddy? Oh, so good. I was like, oh, wow. Son, yes. right? uh, I was like, wow. And my, my perception so was literally, I'm in trouble. He's yes. going to kill me. And that's how I saw God. Gosh, that's so good. Yeah. But when it comes to the youth at, yeah. at my church, um, they're actually, it's crazy. Um, seeing it from the, I'm like, man, it's, it's weird being on this side of the uh, the room. <laughs> yeah. But um, God uses me in a very 
different way. Yeah. Um, I was introduced to them different, so they had these expectations of me being famous. Because <laughs> the youth leader like introduced me as some famous rapper. I was like, huh? So they all were like very excited to meet me, and I was like, no, I'm not famous. I'm yeah. not. But they looked me up and was like, you are famous. I said, no. <laughs> so I had their attention like right yeah. out the gate. Right. But, um, God uses me prophetically. That's yeah. one of my holy gifts. And I um, am very passionate about telling young people that you can hear from God. Mm-hmm. Because that was one thing that I struggled with. Yeah. I felt like God only spoke to certain people. Sure. But then I would hear his voice. And then try to share it with people. And they're like, you don't hear God because, you know, you're not holy enough or you're not this enough. So I I wanted, I was like, man, I want young people to know that you don't have to be like 60 to actually hear his voice. You can hear it now. So um, one thing I started doing was activating them and teaching them how to hear God. And now they are... 13, 14, 17, yeah. walking around prophesying and hearing God. It's crazy. Gosh, they call so me good. and go in on me. And, and it's crazy because I think maybe last month I was yeah. I, I hit a low where yeah. I was feeling like out of it. Sure. And then one of them said, I got a message for you. And she's in college now. Yeah. So and so I gave them all journals. And yeah. she just screenshotted her, uh, her journal. Yeah. And I read it and broke down. It was crazy. She was like, God wow. says, stop being so hard on yourself. And da, da, da. Wow. And she said, I wrote this at the top of my class notes because I'm in the middle of and like class. Good. And God told me to tell you That's this. That's amazing. Yeah. I was like, man, I said, I'm not, y'all not supposed to do this to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm talking to other people, not for me. That's so good, though. But yeah, that's. And, and, you know, like God calls us to be childless. Yeah. And children have a probably more sense of a keen awareness of yeah. the Lord. But if there's people who are supposed to be their mentors and walking ahead of them saying that you can't, yeah. of course they're going to think they can't because we're their teachers. Yeah. And so if we're the supposed to emulate Jesus, God would, Jesus was teaching people how yeah. to do this. He was constantly sharing. And so the fact that you're doing that, especially for our youth, yeah. I mean, talk Man. about shaking the city. Having kids in these schools where horrible things are happening nowadays, like what they're faced with is nothing like my emo ninth grade self, right? (laughs) And so it's crazy. And I, I am like so overjoyed to hear that there are children walking around with this ability and the knowledge and the awareness that they can do it. Yeah, they're very excited about it. Oh, I bet. I bet. (laughs) At first they were kind of, um, well, they, they weren't nervous. They just... I don't, they saw me doing it. Sure. And the, how it even got started, because it wasn't like I just walked in and it was like, you're all going to hear from yeah. God today. It was more of a, um, how do you say this? They started questioning me yeah. because I'm on the, okay. the intercessory team uh-huh. at my church where yeah. I pray for the, the adults. So they saw me, they, they called me the demon buster. I was like, what? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. So you they, were the pastor that you were afraid of, yeah, probably. Yeah. No. And they were like, um... <laughs> They're like, so how do you hear God? What does it yeah. sound like? So like, it'll be after our youth group. So yeah. like, it'll be over, and then they'll pull their chairs up around me wow. and start questioning me about the supernatural. So it ended up going from me just explaining to them that I'm not a superhero, or yeah. you know, I don't, I can't walk through walls, but yeah. I just hear God. To them um, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, right there in in the room what and an falling out, and it, it was. It's, it was wild. Um, That's incredible. And now they're doing it on their own. Wow. One of them is in, she just went to college. And I've only been at the church maybe a year. What? So, yeah. They're like, what's this kid doing? 
Yeah, that's so insane. one of them's in college now, and she just told me she was praying for some people in a group. Yeah. yeah. First time ever praying out loud, and people want to know about God, and so Gosh. she's they have like this little group. That's incredible. Yeah, and I, I thought it was wild, man. It really is. So what like, a everywhere I go, I try to pride myself on just yeah. telling the youth that you yeah. can walk with God. Yeah. Because He wants to walk with you. Yes. Yes. And, like He's not mad at you. Because right. one right. thing I had to realize it was like um. God is, it's a, the Alpha, the Omega, beginning, like, he knows everything. Yeah. I'm like, so why, why would you think my mistake would make him so angry yeah. as if he didn't see it coming? Right. You right. know, it's yeah. not that he wants me to make it. Of course. But it's like, nothing shocks him because right. he's been there before because oh, he knows the so end from the beginning. So, so I was like, why am I, I'm, I'm so hard on myself, but I'm, I'm mad at me because I think he's mad at me. Right. But I'm like, it doesn't shock him. Right. No, not at all. And <laughs> it's again, like, this is not his first time. He wrote this he thing. He did it. He's, yeah. That's he knows so me good. to the T. He knows exactly what I'm going to do. It's so good. And then the fact that he is now going to use it. Right. Oh, man. That, that actually that's still gets me. the crazy time. part is you're like, man, God, I messed up. I chose man. this wrong way. And here you are saying, nope, I'm going to write your wrong. Man. I'm going to write your wrong. <laughs> and then I'm going to take your wrong. And it's going to be a stepping stone to somebody behind you who that's, needs it. That's always that's that messes me up. I was talking to someone just last night about that. And I have this motto that I go by on all my shows. And I say, not my show. Because I understand fully now that at any given moment, yeah, I just it's said, Holy Spirit, you can have your way. Yeah. Um, the the reason why I said it's not my show is because I used to struggle a lot with feeling unworthy mm-hmm. to be the one that he was using. Because you know, coming from all of that, the, the background I came from, it was just like uh, he's not yeah. using me like this, yeah. you know. So when he actually uses me, and I saw it, I got a little afraid and was like, God, wait. But this is me, though. You know you're using yeah. me to do this. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. use anybody else. Right, right, right. I'm not the guy. So then he was like, Corey, you're, I mean, it's not about you. Yeah. You know, so even if you bumped your head last night, he was like, well, if I'm giving a word through you, it's not for you. It's, yeah. it's for the people. And my gift, your gift, is yeah. not for you. It's for someone else. Yeah. My it's gift that. is only, um, um, it's not validated, but it's yeah. only worth something when yeah. I use it to for someone else absolutely because who what then is it for if i'm a baker and have a bakery if no one buys my cakes then i'm out of business such a good you know like yes and that's the best part that the baker loves is like you even if you're doing it for your family and there you get them yeah oh this is great smacking lips and this is so good like that's what fills them not the fact that their cake grows and it's sitting there and it looks pretty it's way more than that it's the end result of so even when you're singing and you're like oh wow they think i sound good it's the transformation yeah. that happens when they leave and now have thought again about yeah. man he said this that's really good that touches me in this way let me change yeah. for that and so speaking of change so how <laughs> did you claim how did you go from revelation <laughs> i was revelation for like two weeks but <laughs> so hilarious um well change i spell it with a three uh-huh. and that's the kids they ask me that every time they yep. see me but um the three is it represents because on the third day, mm-hmm. Jesus yep. got up, you know, yeah. and that's when everything truly changed for us. Mm-hmm. You know, he did miracles while he was alive and, yeah. you know, he cast out devils, yeah. but it's him dying. And then when he got up, that lets us know we can get up too and that we're free and we can actually walk with him. Mm-hmm. So um, that's another thing I was struggling with was yeah. I should just go by cord. Why am I going by change? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. 
And he was like, um, well, Corey, your name isn't change, but change is what I want you to do. You know, change is who you are. It's it's so it's the the we think the main objective. Wherever yeah. I go, I I want to bring change, so and I want I want to hope that you can grasp the change that I have and bring it home with you. Yeah. So now we all have the power to change someone else's life. You know. Yeah. And I was like, uh, a lot of my focus is like. I just want to change the world. Yeah, you know, you first, <laughs> yes. But God was telling me that everybody, every individual you yeah. see has a world. Yeah. So if I can change your, your life, world. I change your world, that's a world. And then so you can change good. someone else's and ultimately change the ripple effect. That's the, the ripple effect world. of the kingdom that yeah. God is already doing. But for us to have a play in that. And I yeah. was having a quiet time the other morning and I'm sensed in my spirit just somebody that I needed to reach out to specifically about that topic about knowing that we each play such a massive role in his story yeah. and it's not our story Uh-oh. but if we don't play the role that he intends for us to play we aren't making the change for everybody else yeah. and that ripple effect doesn't happen because you're standing still you're the mm. rock sunk at the bottom of the river versus you know the skipping rock that's going across I had a friend tell me this I was really I was feeling low and mm. I was in a, in my feelings because I looked at results yeah. and that's another thing we can't focus on yeah, when, when God says go um, I was looking at the results and was like, there's not a lot of people supporting me. And it's not yeah. like, he said, he said, Corey, he calls me change as well. Yeah. He says, change, listen, <laughs> he says, you need to get it together because there's people depending on you that you haven't even met yet. Yeah. It was like, so you got to keep going for the people that are called to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't worry about who's not here. It's so good. All you can do is use what you have now. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so relieving. Yeah, it, it was. And- also knowing like, okay, like that can get you to tomorrow, yeah. right? Versus the numbers aren't there today or oh, the money is not there. It's never going to be. I, yeah, I mean, I say yeah. never because here we go. And I have to ask you this because this has been on my heart. Mm-hmm. Where are you in the Kanye discussion? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had it before. Is he, you know, seemingly had all the results that somebody could possibly want. Yeah. But God finally got a hold of him. Yeah. And now he's doing everything for free. Yeah. Oh, so, is he? I didn't. I yeah, have not, not everything. It. But he'll do. Con- I mean, he goes to churches and it's open, and wow. anybody can he can rap on stage there. That's I mean, cool. what is your thought on that and him being used in the way that he's being used? Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with, and not for one second have I taken it for granted, or can I take the credit for all that has transpired? It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us, one of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. In each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks, logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite, collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition, and this group of creatives puts that into action. Oh, and I can't forget, as a collective, we have raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. 
I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting. But seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch and a new one is happening soon. So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. I, um, I think it's, it's wild. Like God always amazes me. Mm. You know, I find it, can I say dope? I think yeah. God is dope. Yes, but um, he is. Like Kanye, a lot of people question motives and right. what is intentions. And yeah. really, I'm like, yeah. honestly, man, um, the Bible says literally like, I think the disciples were getting mad at other people casting out devils using the name of Jesus. And they ran to Jesus and was like, look, they're, they're doing it. And, he was, and Jesus was telling them, no, leave them alone. Because yeah. if they're not against us, they're for us. Mm-hmm. You know. So I feel like if he's going in the name of Jesus, even if he has a bad heart, bad intentions, and it says thousands are getting saved, yeah. who's actually being used? You totally. know. So it's like, hey, totally. it's still a win-win for me. But I mean, I, I'm actually cool. I'm actually actually pretty cool with yeah, what, yeah. whatever he's doing. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. man. Like, he's using Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's saying his name. And yes, he's not saying I'm, I'm believing God. He's right. saying Jesus right. is king. He that's said wild. Yeshua. He's like, he's studying something. Yeah, and yeah. so to me, that's the thing is like, he's putting the time and the work in. Again, where's his heart? That's not us to d- determine. I'm yeah. not going to be at the throne when he comes to visit. Yeah. And so knowing that like the name of the Lord is being used in such a crazy amazing way yeah. is i i can't be anything but thankful and grateful yeah. i mean just like you know lauren daigle and her crossing over into pop music and people being like hold on a second like <laughs> what is she doing she's trying to use the system it's like no she is mm. she is using jesus and that's all that she needs yeah. to breathe i think if people um can really just i want to say relax yeah relax and and find who we are in yeah. god yeah and I think that's one of the, the hardest things to do sometimes, especially when you're trying to do anything for God and God and, and just in life yeah. is I think comparison mm-hmm. is like the kryptonite to any believer. Um, it's because like I think I heard a lot of rappers mad at the fact that Kanye West yeah. is he did a Christian album and, you know, his like, album he's stepping on his toes. Yeah, you know, like his album did more numbers uh-huh. than probably any Christian artist sure, ever now right now. And sure. so they're all mad. Oh. And then so it's half and half. Sure. I'm like, man, but if the, the heart for what we're doing yeah. was truly to make his name big and save lives, why does it matter? Right. You know, the Absolutely. numbers. So that always points back to, oh, see what your heart really was. Yeah. You know, and that's why I check myself at. If I find myself scrolling that's why i, I literally yes. i can't do it like that anymore but um yeah. if i'm scrolling and i'm getting frustrated with the success of yeah. one of my friends yep. you know i'm like okay where's your heart at yeah. you know yeah. so i'm like lord you gotta search me right. you know so uproot good. this stuff from me yeah because i really my heart's desire is that you get the glory Absolutely. so if i keep falling victim to how come i'm not here in the bank account or how come i didn't get yeah. this plaque or award to validate who you've already called me to be right then, and who you already see me as. Yes. Otherwise, you wouldn't keep calling me. Yes. And that's that's where I am. I'm just like, yeah. Lord, you can use me. And if yeah. the world never knows who I am, but they know who you are because of a song I did or something, yeah. God, I win. It's so good. You know? Yeah, it's so good. And keeping that heart and that mindset and that humility that literally I can 
sense just in your voice when I was listening to you on the radio, um, that is going to, that will be what changes the world because people are seeing the people who are chasing the light and chasing not God, Jesus, the light, but the light after the The limelight. And, and there's that variation. There's that shift. And in just talking to you, I can absolutely feel and sense that about you. Um, and that's a really, that's an incredible gift in and of itself. So keep allowing that change to occur within you so mm-hmm. that it can occur without mm-hmm. the walls of anything that, yeah. else. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. So where, what's next? So you had, I mean, when you mentioned that you had a new album coming out, I was thinking it was like the second, but you've been doing music <laughs> for a long time. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I've been doing it probably, I want to say seven years, yeah. but I got probably... I mean, I hope I don't mess this up. But like four albums, yeah, I believe. That's amazing. Or three or four. Yeah. I think no, it's an EP, so I don't think I consider the album. Okay. okay because okay. it's only four tracks long. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so three albums and a half. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it counts. Okay. But yeah. So um, you're working. This is gonna be your fourth. In a yeah. Half. Okay. Fourth okay. one. Nice. Um, and yeah. when is that? What's the look? What's that look like? It's looking 2020. Yeah. Is I. Can't give you a date. Yeah, yet. it's okay. It's Still good. working on it. Nice. And I'm in the place with it where I I wanted to really do more than just make you shake your head. Yeah. I wanted to shake your, Ooh, your heart, your soul. So, good. so. What's the word? Tell me that. Can oh, I share that again? Yeah. What is it again? It's called conflagration. Conflagration. <laughs> I remember looking it up, and now you have to share with everybody about this. So this is the name of the album. Yeah. And he had shared it on 88.5, and I was like, wait, hold on, what? Yeah, so, I did that on purpose. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> I was sitting with my wife one night, and we were like, um, what are you going to call the album? Because I was telling her what I wanted it to be about. Yes. Spreading the fire of God, yes. and and I was like, well, I looked up fire yeah. and like words that go with fire, and I was like, oh, these are all been used. I yeah. said, I want something that's gonna make you have to look this up. Like, what yes. does this mean? And then conflagration that just popped out. I was like, whoa, so good. Yeah. It's really so really good. Conflagration. I think the definition actually means like a wild spread uh, fire, okay. and I'm like, and that's. That's what the the album is called, yeah. but the meaning is more spiritual than it is, you know, physically. Sure. But, Absolutely. Uh, because for a while, I, I prayed for God to set me on fire. Like yeah. I, I just want to be on fire for yeah. you, yeah. and He did it. Yeah. I'm on fire. And then I, as I go to family reunions in different churches and different places, I see that I'm still the only one on fire. Uh, wow. You know, yeah. and I'm like, okay, God, I can't. So I can't just be the only one on fire. Yeah. Help me so spread good. this thing, you know, because in the forest, if I set one tree on fire, everything around it catches fire. Absolutely. So if I truly have a fire, yeah. Yeah. There's no, you can't get too close to fire without feeling yes, something, you yes, know. Yes, so, so I'm like, God, am I really on fire if no one else around me wants yes. to know you? So I'm saying, Lord, truly set me on fire so that we can share the flames. Yeah. I want to spread the flames. That's so incredible. I want everything around me to be on fire. That's so awesome. So we were... Um, I attend a church, the ones that I had told you about, um, but also we do one called The Session, mm-hmm. and um, we were in front of Christine Kane at a, um, an event that she hosted, and I got an opportunity oh, to talk awesome. to her. Oh, yeah, via, just a conversation via mic in this little room, this preaching and teaching room she was doing with leaders, and um, I told her about The Session because it had probably just started about a year prior to that. It's just a home-based church, and the pastor is just all about creating change in a way that... Um, actually like you're discipling people Mm -hmm. and really they're going out and like releasing them into the world 
after you've nurtured, right? Right. And continuing to nurture as they continue to go out. Um, and so ministry leaders are a part of it. Other pastors have joined. It's just, it's a really amazing sacred space, but very small. And so I tell Christine Kane that it's called a session and she immediately is like, I've heard of some sessions before. That's an interesting <laughs> name. And I'm like, yeah, not the intention, but I never thought of it that way. And I like it. So we're going to go with it because it intrigues people. And that's like right. the end heart is like, let me speak to somebody who I would not have the opportunity to speak to. Right. And I think rap music has that ability. Yeah. So we're sitting around a circle next to a fire just a couple weeks ago. And I was leading because the pastors were out of town. And I'm like... I don't really know like what the Lord has for us tonight. And I'm like, but being around this fire, I just, I want to talk about being a fire. So Mm. I literally had this conversation and we're talking about the embers and what that means that even if you're just a sparked, you have the tiniest spark, you have the ability to just rub a little closer to Jesus Mm. and he's going to light that and spread that in such a way. So it, it ended up being this entire conversation about like what it means to be a flame for the Lord and how we can... Literally, he just has to blow yeah. and that fire starts. Mm. And that, so the fact that we're having yeah, this conversation, I'm mean, like, all yeah, good stuff over here. So, I mean, that ability, that change is going to be incredible. And like, yeah. just to have that visual is going to be incredible for people and to know that you're already doing it just within the community. I yeah. think, I think that's the biggest thing that we can get lost from, especially when you're talking about, you know, numbers and, um, you know, what you're chasing and what, what's the point. Right. And so knowing that, like, again, it's for the one, just like the Bible verse and like the Mm. whole entire thing about it's not for the 99 for us to be able to go after that one person that then could be the person who gets all what world sees as fame, Mm -hmm. but God's looking at you and he's saying, look what you did through, look what I did through you with that one person Mm. and that changing that soul is all that matters. That's, that's awesome. I was just, um, I I was thinking of the fire, how it starts like the forest fire starts with just one tree. So, I mean, I used to think I needed a whole bunch of people to be on board. Yeah. You know, I need yeah. a squad. I need my team yes. to be with me and then we can go yes. set the world. But God was like, it takes one, yeah. one tree to set all the rest so on fire. True. So it's just one submissive heart, yeah. one yielding soul to say, God, you can use me. So good. And then let God, because God is big enough to reach everybody. Absolutely. But he Absolutely. just needs somebody in agreement to line up with his will to say, I'll be the one you can use, whether it makes me uncomfortable, if I got to go places that make me, yeah. you know, feel like I don't fit in here yeah. just to get the message across, you know, God, I'll go. Yeah. It's a lot of dying that comes with yes. saying yes to God. And Absolutely. that's, that's the walk part that I'm in. It gets tough. It does. It really does. And people don't see that part because that's not usually the forward facing conversation oh, no, no. that happens. Mm-hmm. And so I remember coming into my faith and and being immediately transformed in the concept of empathy and being able to see somebody and just being brokenhearted for what it was that they're going through, whether they were sharing what they were going through or not. You look at people in such a different way when you're looking through the lens of the Lord, um, both in good and in bad. Um, But the bad part only being that they're broken and they're sad and they're lonely and there's so much more. Um, So as a, a pursuing 
like um, disciple of the Lord, we are constantly dying. We're constantly letting go. And so it's almost like a constant grieving process because (laughs) it's hard. It's really hard to let go of what you thought was good because I don't think of my like past self as somebody who was a bad person. Did I do make wrong choices and do maybe what people would consider bad things? Yeah, but at the same time, like God has always used those for good. And so now walking into the next step of God use me in this way, you have to let go of what that person was. And Mm. it is hard. You look, I see pictures of myself and I'm literally like, not the same person. (laughs) I mean, even yesterday, right? Because we're supposed to be constantly transforming, constantly changing, constantly becoming. Yeah. That's hard. That's (laughs) <laughs> so I'm proud wild. of you for stepping into it. Oh man, I'm with you, brother, in, in alongside that that just, walk. Just think about um, saying yes to God yeah. means you're saying no to something else. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's that's what makes this thing tough. Yeah. Because although you're saying no to it, doesn't mean you don't want to do it. Yeah, and that's what makes it a struggle. It's like, oh God, I want to do this, but I love you. Yes. So every day, it's, I got to choose. That's yes. why it says like. I'm glad he gives us new mercies every day. <laughs> it's like, Thank oh, I get you. to start over. <laughs> Thank you, yes. We got rollover with yes, Grace, so I love it. <laughs> that's good, that's good. That's awesome. So it's like, I'm like, man, because if he did it, we'll be in trouble, you yeah, know. But um, absolutely. I just, uh, I was literally, uh, I was like baffled. I was yeah. reading the Bible, yeah. um, and I was studying the kingdom of God yeah. just a few days ago. Okay. And before I went to um, my concert on this past Sunday, yeah. I was reading up about it, and it was something that Jesus said that that actually made me, um, you know, you know, how you yeah. double take, oh, yeah. like, okay, what is he really yeah, saying here? Totally. Because he said, uh, you'll see it, especially in Matthew, it'll be like, repent, repent, the yes. kingdom of heaven is at yeah. hand. Uh-huh. Now, the younger chord, when I read that, I thought it was like some doom. Yeah. Yes, I thought it was about to go down. I was yeah. like, somebody gonna die. This is it. This is the. <laughs> this is where <laughs> it all so goes true. down. But then it was a scripture he read. He was like, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. And then he gave instructions right after. He was like, go heal the sick, you know, cure diseases and cast out devils. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> so the kingdom of heaven isn't doomed, you know. Hey, it's here. It's here. He, he's saying, get it together because heaven is here. And I was thinking like, oh, man. Wow. I, I, at this show, I was talking to them about Thanksgiving because, yeah. you know. Sure. I was like, oh, you know how... Um, you'll go from mom's house, she'll cook, and you'll take that to go play at home, mm-hmm. and, you know, the leftovers at the house. And I'm saying our relationship with God is supposed to be in such a way where people get the leftovers of it. You know, if you feel something on me, you're just feeling the extra. So but good. I don't want you to live in my leftovers. I want to encourage you to go and Stop. create your own meal. You know, Stop. I want you to be able to yes. experience the, the yes. freshness, you know. Yes. And when it, when it came to the kingdom of God, it wasn't like we're waiting on uh, heaven to just go boom. Yeah. God is saying we are king, the, um, heaven's representatives here on earth. Yeah. So when he says that the kingdom of heaven is here, you know, that's us here on earth because I have the power to now bring a piece of heaven to someone who doesn't have it. You know, like whenever I tap into the supernatural or the prophetic or I'm praying for you, that's me bringing a piece of heaven to your life. So it's like the kingdom of heaven is here. We are the kingdom of heaven here on earth. It's so good. And I was 
like, what? (laughs) So you mean to tell me that I can literally change someone's world. I can give you a piece of that, but I don't want you to live in just a piece. I want to encourage you to be able to tap into it on your own as well. And that's like almost like how people go to church nowadays, right? So it's, and you probably experienced this when you were younger is like, okay, it's Sunday. We've got to head over to church. Not even the day of Sabbath, but that's a whole conversation. <laughs> Another time we can have is like us going to church, being there, checking that box off, and then like, okay, we'll come back to eat again next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so, Pastor always says that, you know, I'm giving you the table settings, but it's up to you to cook the meal and mm. eat throughout the week. Wow. And that takes you opening the Bible because yes, that's the feast. Yes. That's the word is mm. what fills you. And so, without that, you are sitting with a plate that's beautiful, maybe sterling silver, maybe gold and yet you're starving and so why walk around with just the utensils when you mm. can walk around with a full belly? That's good. And so such a like symbiotic experience mm. of what you're sharing about Thanksgiving. And that's so good for us to be able to take with us as we're walking through this yeah. particular season and really always. Because yeah. um, I think if we if we lived, everyone's always like yearning for the Christmas season. They're like, oh, it's the best. I love <laughs> this time of year. I'm like, what is it that you love? Is it the joy that people are exuding? Is it the gratitude and the giving that people are yeah. doing? What are you doing now that we can emulate in January when it's still yeah, cold and nobody's doing anything? All year long, yeah. And February and mm-hmm. May when your New Year's resolutions have now faded. And <laughs> June, I mean, like, there's always a holiday, but that's not the intent. Right. Like, Christmas is what is supposed to be everlasting, yeah. not just a day. Yeah. And so knowing that, like, same with the fire, once that fire starts and mm. it is taking masses, it is, we've seen it literally in the, in the flesh, in the eye of what happens when a wildfire starts. Yeah. It's pretty impossible to stop. I mean, but even what, what you're saying is making sure you're feeding yourself daily because it's like a fire. If you don't feed a fire, it dies. Yeah, true. So, I mean, yeah. God can set you on fire mm-hmm. and you can be out, you know, if yeah. you don't continue to stay in him, yeah. you know, if you don't continue to get in your word and yeah. feed yourself daily. That's so, true. so that's 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 one of the, the main things. But um, I don't know. I heard this word. I think it was uh, the truth. Yeah. I don't know if you heard the truth. Um, he was preaching one day and he was talking about compartment mentalizing uh-huh. I was like that's such a big word <laughs> stop a complete he was talking about how that's what we do sometimes as a body of Christ we, and that yeah. word just means to section off yeah so true and he drew a pie chart and he was like sometimes um, we'll say money is a pie slice of it and he'll say like uh, family sure. friends and business and dreams sure. and then God is a slice and he said and the problem in in our walk is God is not supposed to be a slice he's supposed to be the center and that we build all of those so things around him good. so that's how um we can encourage people to keep their fire is to not let God just be a section of your life that's you know because so that's where we can easily lose our fire Absolutely. our joy our peace because he's just our Sunday guy right. you know he's just the, right. the one I holler at when I'm in right. trouble or the know? nighttime prayer that yeah. I have to say I don't night. want to go to hell <laughs> morning Bible t- quiet time that you have yeah. so that is amazing what a beautiful like visual for that and yeah. I feel like so often even in my own that like really just convicts me is I feel like with all of the different things that we do and we all wear so many hats during yeah. the day even 
being in the heart placement that I am, wanting so eagerly to bring Jesus to all of those roles, yeah. I often put my flesh or my my responsibility hat even before him. Right. When we should be, and I talked to a girl about this the other day. She's like, I'm really struggling in my job because I just don't like it. And she does nothing that has to do with Jesus, right? But yeah. if we focus on the fact that everything we do is for Jesus and has to do with Jesus come to the table in that open mind, yeah. you're going to change everything because the mm. person who's on the other end of the call that you have to make 5,000 times might be the one person that you're supposed to talk to that day. Yeah. I um, learned something about jobs before um, God allowed me to start my own business and yeah. stuff. Um, it was, because I, I always seemed like I was on a job I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was always ready to go. And then I had to realize, God, what is my assignment here? Yeah. Good. Why Why do you have me here? Because yeah. if you knew everything before I was born, you <laughs> yeah. put me here for a reason. And yeah. literally every single time I would find out I was here to minister to a certain person. Like every single job I've ever had, I was able to lead someone there to Christ before I left. That's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's just that mindset shift. That's how my rapping began. Yeah. I didn't even get to that. Stop. So yeah, go, I go. literally started taking rapping serious okay. after that. So, um. 20? Yeah. 2021, I was writing songs. Yeah. And I was recording uh, yep. just for fun, though. Yeah, sure. I like in your own house? Yes. Okay, okay. Hundreds of songs. Uh, Every right. night, that's all I did all day. And I met my wife, who was just my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. She came over, read my rhyme book, and was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. She said, you should share this. I was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she kept pushing me to do yep, it. Yep. But I didn't. I had went to work. I worked at uh, Catch 31 yep. as a, um, I was a cook. Cool. And one of the guys heard me listening to something. And yeah. he was like, what are you listening to? I was like, oh, this is a song I made last night. Yeah. And the song was called Tug of War. Okay. And I was keeping it real about yeah. me struggling with his will and my will. Wow. And um, he was like, well, can you email it to me so I can hear it? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I'm not that good. I, yeah. He was like, I don't care. So I sent it to him. And then I didn't think nothing more about it. The next day, he comes to work like, like, man, um, can we talk? I was like, what's up? He was like, he said, so I listened to that song from the time you emailed it yesterday all the way up until five minutes ago. Non-stop on repeat. And he says, I take the bus home, and it's an hour commute there and back. And I listen to it all the way there and all the way back. And he said, I could not sleep last night because I wanted to know the God that you're talking about in that song. And I was like, huh? So I was like, oh, yeah, we can do that. So I took him. um, It's like a deck where where the smokers go. I took him on the deck and just led him to Christ right there at work. Stop it. Went back to work. And you were like... (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that was good. In that moment, uh, while I was sharing it with my wife, what had happened, I was like, I think I should take this serious. Because <laughs> wow. if somebody can want yes. to know God through this, I was like, well, this is bigger than music then. Yeah. I wasn't taking it serious because I thought it was just music. But when I realized I'm talking about God and yes. there's an impact here, yes. I was like, oh, I might need to pay more attention to this. Gosh, well, it's so, a common day Bible. In, yeah. in and of itself, if you're thinking of it. I mean, it's not the word from of God, like, written in red. Yeah. But it's the w- written in red word from for your God. Yeah. For your testimony. Yes. And so to recognize that, right? It <laughs> is. And that's it. your life experience. Your Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, Paul, right. whoever you want to be. That's, that's you. Cool. Yeah. So to know that, like, your word is written in red. Yeah. This is your word. Yeah, that, that's good. So, yeah, that's when I took yours. That's that, that day, I was like, okay, we're going to see what we can do with this. That's amazing. And so I have this thing where, like, 
I I was introduced to a Pentecostal church mm-hmm. four years ago, and I grew up in like a non-denominational, all-white yeah, place, right? Yours probably wasn't all white. It wasn't all white. Because no. you're not white. So, <laughs> so I was in an all-white church. And, like, you know, traditional, like, yeah, young life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and nobody raised their hands. Nobody danced. Nobody moved. Nobody talked about the Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. Surely nobody talked about speaking in tongues. That would mm-hmm. be, like, no, 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 no. So my husband were, and I were in, like, a dire need of a church. We didn't care what day it meant. We were really looking for that very day. We called 11 churches. And he remembered that my, um, the person that's now our pastor, um, that they were a co-pastor at a church that he had met them three years prior to. Oh, wow. He had them in their phone because that's his, his job. He keeps every contact. <laughs> Reached out and was like, hey, are you guys hosting church tonight? And they were like, yeah. But it was like their D string was there. Like A string was at a conference. B string wasn't there. Oh, C string was sick. So D string was coming in. Oh, and then they were like, oh my gosh. Like, please don't come. We weren't <laughs> thinking about canceling it. This is not good. It's not going to be good. God had that written in our lives as the exact placement we were supposed to be. Oh, wow. And we walked in and not knowing that what the Holy Spirit was at the time. I know that the Holy Spirit just engulfed us. Mm. And I I can never look back from the experience of what church is and understanding the Holy Spirit and the giftings of the Lord. And I went so hard after who God is because I was so confused yeah. by what I was taught versus who he actually is. Yeah. And so you had mentioned when you go around, like, you know, even family members or you're looking for that crew that you thought you needed to, like, come yeah. alongside with you to, to do the thing that God wants to do in your life. How have you come against, like, um, battles or situations that have limited you or tried to hinder you into what you're called to do? Mm. So you said how I handled it? Yeah. Or, or like, yeah, not necessarily that you need to tell me the situation, but uh, I... how do you keep pursuing when it's, like, someone you love? Or someone you care about? Well, like I said, the the not my show thing actually gets me going. But um, I've usually when I get opposition, it's usually from the most unexpected person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it was David who was getting mad. I, I can't remember what Psalm it was. Sure, sure. And he was in his feelings because he got I think backstabbed by someone in the Bible. Yeah. But it wasn't an enemy. Yeah. It was a friend, yeah. someone that was close to him. So sure. he was like. He said, I could have dealt with this guy differently if it was an enemy. You know, I, I would yeah, expect this. Totally. But it, since it's somebody close to me, you know, yeah. that's when it hurts. So um, usually when I get hit with stuff like that, it's usually somebody I expect to be there for me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's usually leaders and people yeah. that know my heart. Yeah. But um, I've dealt with a lot of craziness. Um, I've heard someone tell me that what I'm doing is not of God mm-hmm. because I didn't have a house at the time. I had an apartment. Yeah, I wasn't homeless, but I had a, it was like you need to you need to be a homeowner. That was literally someone's. Name. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is some crazy that stuff. Is so this weird. is a pastor who told me oh, this. He was like, no. he said, God will not allow you to go around the world and yeah. you know preach, do rap if, if you don't. If you're not a homeowner, like your wife doesn't have a home of her own, and you. I was like, wow. really? Yeah. And so um, I had literally had a lot of crazy, but how I deal with it is God gives me visions and then it'll be behind the opposition. It'll be some kind of confirmation and some kind of uh, affirmation. And it's always right on time with Jesus. Every single time someone affirmed me, it's usually I literally needed it because I'm not one that I just need you to tell me how great I am. It actually makes me very awkward and uncomfortable. (laughs) 
That's why when people, hey, you're doing great. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. I don't know. I don't know why yeah. I'm like this, but um, but it, I, I think it was just I don't know why everything keeps happening. This has been a long year for me in general, yeah. but um, I want to say a couple weeks ago, yeah. I was literally like. Uh, am I supposed to still be doing this? Well, you know, I looked at the time. Again, I got caught up in results yeah. and was like, Lord, it's been seven years. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. And then someone emailed me. Not emailed me. I think it was either Instagram or yeah. I can't even remember how they contacted me. Sure. I just got a message and they were like, I just found your song. Yeah. <laughs> like, show me Goliath. I think it was yeah, called Show Me Goliath. Good one. They I love said, that one. They was like, this song changed my life. Or it was talking about I was depressed and I just feel like I can conquer everything. And I'm like, oh, thank oh you. guys, you're funny. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh. I every you. single time. Every I single time. You. And I think that just kind of going full circle to what you were saying about like that we can hear from the Lord is that like we have access to that and it might not be, it's not the way that like some most people hear. Like he does not like, hello. That's what I try to tell oh. yes. And you're like, oh God, are you there? Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It like it's right. just the exact situation mm-hmm. that you just said. God is using somebody else to speak to you. You are able to see something. You are able to sense something. Yeah. We have a sixth sense and the sixth sense is Jesus. Yeah. Mm, and so good. if we lean and hold on to that versus just what we can feel in the natural mm. he will show up supernaturally every single time yeah man god is like it's wild especially um me like the way i walk with him is he's always talking to me yeah. and i always sense things for other people so my mom calls me the midnight prophet because <laughs> i will literally <laughs> when i first um <laughs> tapped into whatever yeah. the gifting that sure, i have sure i was like i would be praying and when i thought that because god revealed something to me yeah. at one in the morning Meant that I need to call the person. Oh, I got it. Oh, that's <laughs> not always the case. But it was usually family, though. It was okay. never like okay. um, like strangers. Okay. But um, I would call my mom. It was like midnight. She sleep. <laughs> mom, God told me to tell you. <laughs> and it would always be a good word. Okay. But she's like, okay, Corey. It's, yeah. All right, I'll talk to you in the morning. That's so, she, awesome. so every time I call her, no matter what time, she's like, oh, man, it's the midnight <laughs> prophet. Okay. That's so good. I think what you just said, though, is that, like kind of in passing, but you were saying it was always a good word is that I have been told, just like you were told, like from even somebody like a leader of a pastor saying, like, you can't do this, right? God comes in love and Mm. he comes in grace and he doesn't come in confusion or Mm. chaos or um, broken heart. Like that's never his intention for his son or daughter. And so to know when you're hearing from God, if you're getting that backlash and it's not in love, it's it's not Jesus. I had to learn that. I wouldn't say the hard way, but yeah. it was hard learning well, I have it. Learned it. Um, <laughs> the hard way. Knowing that every anything we do for God has yeah. to be fueled by compassion. Mm-hmm. And if it's not fueled by compassion, then what is it fueled by? You yeah. know? Yeah. Is it you doing it out of your Absolutely. own heart? Because there's a lot of gifted people, but they could be using their gift out from a bad place, you know. Mm-hmm. If I have an impure heart, that means I'm giving you God's word through an unclean filter. So I'm filtering how I see you and like adding in a little bit of what he's saying. So God can literally just say, hey, tell her I love her. You're going to say, hey, God loves you, but you need to clean your life up first. You need to get this together. Wait, that's not what I told you to say, but that's how you see it. Yeah. So um, you have to be fueled by loving the person. And that's where miracles take place. It's all compassion. Like, I want to see you get out of that wheelchair. You know, it doesn't, it's not, I want to be the one who prayed for you to get out the wheelchair. I just want to see you heal. 
that. I want to see you free. And everything has to be filled by compassion. That's so good. Have you seen Common Day Miracles? Yes. Yes. Um, God has been doing some, (laughs) I would say, I don't want to call it weird. It's just unexpected at a rap concert. Um, I was in, I think, Fredericksburg. Okay. Last month. Okay. Um, and I was rapping. It was cold because we was outdoors. Oh, wow. And, and uh, as I got to rap, uh, one of my friends, he got on the guitar and he was playing uh, You're a Good Good Father. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you can't do that to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> and then he could sing. So he was like, you're good, good. I was like, oh, oh man. And everything changed. And I started praying and, you know, giving people words. Yeah. And for this particular reason, which I've never done ever, yeah. was I felt I felt healing. I was like, yeah. I feel like miracles are here today. And um, I was like, whoever needs some kind of healing, yeah. you know, raise your hand or just come forward yeah. so we can pray because you will be healed. It's a very bold statement to make. It is. And I was like nervous, shaking yes. the whole time. I was like, oh all right, God. Gosh. Well, you better show up. You better yeah, show up man. right now. So somebody who had an actual, they had a migraine on, on the spot yep. and someone had a car accident where their back was messed up. Okay. So they couldn't do certain things. Yeah. And I think it was a young person who was, uh, I forgot what it was. It was ankle. His ankle had just okay. twisted it or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Here we go. <laughs> so I prayed one by one. And what thing I learned, I was watching, uh, what is the guy's name? I think Todd White. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was saying, don't be afraid to pray again. You know, if you pray the first time. Yes, I heard that one. And it doesn't happen. Yes. Don't get discouraged and say amen and run. Yep. Say, no, no, let's try this again. So I prayed for uh, the guy with the migraines. Yeah. And I first asked him on a scale of one to 10, where's your pain at? He said 10. So I prayed the first time and he said, oh, it's like a seven now. I was like, oh, that's not good enough. I was like, come on, Jesus. I said, all right, everybody, we're going to do this again. So we prayed again. And he said, the pain completely gone. And I was like, oh, man, wipe the sweat off. Let's keep moving. And then I prayed for the the, the dude with the back problem. And he got healed immediately. He was like, I heard something pop. And he was bending and and his back was good. And the dude who just twisted his ankle, his ankle's good. It was... It was wild. So good. It was God crazy. God is so man. good. He's so big. And people don't understand that. And so, like, I loved your expression and your understanding of the biblical words of, like, heaven is right here. And that's what I think God was trying to point to me. Like, the kingdom is here. And we have access to yeah. what he has. He's our father. You know? And if he has it, that means we have it. So good. You know, like, yeah. if he has healing, why am I sick? If he has, you know, whatever Absolutely. I need, money, provision, whatever we need, I should be able to go to daddy and get it from him. So you know? good. And I think I got the craziest thing that happened to me this year was um, my brother. I got a call while I was writing this song yeah. called Made for This uh-huh. on the album I'm working on now. Okay. And they called me and said, your brother isn't breathing. Oh they was like, they found him unconscious. And they said, apparently he's been unconscious for two hours and not breathing because he was drowning in like his vomit. Yeah. And, you know, I was in the middle of writing, so I have two different mindsets. Sure, I was sure. like, I was coming from like, yeah, to yeah. what? what? Yeah. <laughs> so literally um, in that moment, I was like, well, I put the phone on speakerphone, put the phone by his ear, yeah. like immediately. Yeah. And they're like, well, the paramedics is here. I said, well, tell them to move. Yeah. They put the phone by him and I said, it's not your time. Get up. What? And then all I heard was, he's breathing, he's up. But I was like, all right, well, I'll talk to y'all later. And I went back to Lazarus, writing my song. That's insane. Back to my song. And yeah, it actually happened to him two times this year. I don't know what's going on, but and then I was always in the middle of writing. That is incredible. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was crazy. It was what wild. What a story. And that I wild. think like people need to know that like 
you hear just from what you're saying, like you didn't know, you, oh, no. you know, in our flesh, we still have the, mm-hmm. I'm unsure. God is this, there's fear. <laughs> there's all of the fleshly things. Mm-hmm. We're not like walking out like we're Jesus and we're like, Oh, this is going to happen. I am sure Michael Todd, who has been doing this still for gets, centuries no idea is still happen. like, Oh mm-hmm. Jesus, please show up. But if we didn't rely on the Lord, he wouldn't show up. If we yeah, were yeah. relying on our own might, or thinking that it's going to happen because of our own name, it, it will never happen. And so it's literally circling back all the way to the beginning when you said, it's not my show. It's not. Anytime I've ever tried to try to yeah. do something, it's when I fail. It's like it's when I try to be the man or try it's, to, yes. you know, that's when it doesn't work. It's only when it's in my moments where I feel like I'm most afraid or I feel like I'm most unqualified is where he gets the most glory. It was crazy to me. I was like, so, it's always the moments where I'm shaking yes. and I'm on my way to do something. Yes. And I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> and he shows up and I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. you know, but Because then God becomes bigger to you. Yeah. And God becomes more for other people because your circumference of understanding of him has just grown. Yeah. I think it, at the same time, it goes with saying yes at the same time. Because saying, mm-hmm. giving God... Um, complete access to yeah. me. Like, yeah. God, you can use me anytime. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it happened to my grandfather before, before my grandfather died a few years ago. Yeah. He had went to the hospital and they said it was so bad he couldn't talk. He was just still in the bed. And I didn't know this. Yeah. So, so they called me, my family, and was like, hey, we want you to come rap at the funeral. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, who? I said, who died? So that was what I was thinking oh, about. Gosh, yeah. I was like, who died? They were like, Oh, oh, he's not dead. He's um, he's just not doing good. So oh. we're getting it all together. Okay. I was like, where, where are you? We're, we're in the hospital room yeah. by the guy. Yeah, they're planning his funeral like he's dead. He's still there. right beside the man. I was like, put me. I don't know where this speakerphone thing came yes, from. I was like, so put me on speakerphone right now. And it was like, okay. And I was like, Grandpa, be healed in the name of Jesus, right? So uh, I get off the phone. They call me back five minutes later. He's up. Uh, he's walking around. He's talking. And he's going off on everybody. <laughs> like he was oh, that is <laughs> he so was amazing. Everybody. But I don't know where that came from. Yes. Like, put it on speakerphone. I think something just happens where it's just, I yes. act before I think. And, and it's, you're like, okay, here we go. Hey, it's amazing. Like, I, I was more is... frustrated in that moment. Like, how, how would yeah, you feel if yeah. someone was planning your funeral? Oh. I mean, While you're alive, breathing, you're not unconscious. You're literally just you that's can't what move. He was <laughs> you can't like, move. Getting up, he's like talking to everyone. Uh, I can't believe. I don't know what he was saying, but I know they were oh mad. He <laughs> said gosh. everybody left the hospital. Oh my wow! <laughs> I gotta go plan a funeral and then want me to rap. Oh, who raps at funerals? That's not. <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> that's it. Not okay. I'm not doing it. They called me this. They called me a few days ago. Asked me to come rap at the Thanksgiving table. I was like, no. <laughs> it's not happening. No, That's so funny. We can just press play. We can listen, yeah, we to, can a listen song. to a song, but I'm not rapping for you. Uh-oh. That's awesome. Yeah. I think people will like just after experiencing you, and I listened to you press play on the whole way to Thanksgiving dinner and the whole way back with my husband, uh-huh. two hour drive there and back. Uh-huh. And you've got a five and a six year old in the car. And I think that that is the perfect example of the fact that you can touch people without even knowing it. Because you, yeah. I don't know, well, you meet my husband, my son, you met my husband, 
but you, I, you might not ever. And it might be the change agent to his entire life. Wow. And so just yes, remember that what you're doing is bigger than you because it, he's bigger than you. Mm. And you really are just that tool that he's using. So like lean into that prayer and I will do the same. Mm. And I want anyone listening to this to do the same, to just put yourself on and, I, and we're sitting in front of a table and like put yourself on that altar. If you mm. can put yourself on that altar, he will use you in ways that you cannot imagine. If somebody would have told me five years ago, you're going to be able to change lives and give people access to the Lord. I still can't believe it. Right. <laughs> it's, and it's going to be that way five years from now. Mm. There's going to be more that he shows up for because he's that big. And that's like so incredible. That's what we're walking into. Think, not the fame, not the money, not the, I think, um, two things I'll say. The, um, I think I, I was reading a, a book on Catherine Kuhlman. Yeah. I don't know if you heard uh-huh. of her. She was like uh, one of the, I won't say first, okay. but she's one of the most well-known female evangelists. Okay. And she was known for like whoever would come in her vicinity would be yeah. healed, no okay. matter what it was. Wow. Uh-huh. And uh, I was reading her, her book and it opens, the first page of the book was saying um, her life has been defined by how filled are you willing to be? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. It's not a matter of how much God's going to use you. It's how willing how willing are you to allow him to do it, you know? Yeah. How much are you willing to sacrifice yeah. to yeah. be used in a certain level, you know? Because if you look at someone who's doing anything at a high level, there's sacrifice that came with it, Absolutely. whether it's spiritual or physical, you right. know, from Kobe on the basketball court to yeah. a leader, you know? Absolutely. Somebody spent hours praying and studying yeah. to be able to deliver something to you. How much of yourself are you willing to give up so to get what you need from God? So that that is just something I would want to encourage someone with. It's like, how 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 willing are you to be filled? Because yeah. that comes with emptying out, you know? If I'm going to be filled with him, that means whatever was in there before he moved in got to go. Yeah. That's the hard thing, too. That is. That's the, letting go. <laughs> that's the dying of yourself. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. Um, the second thing I was going to say is... Um, I wasn't doing this, but I, I literally saw this. I don't know what you do aside from all of this, yeah. but I just seen like like thousands of women behind your ministry, whatever you're doing, and I saw them on fire. And I, and I say, feel like God is going to use you to change the lives of females, even men. I don't want to box you in, but I really feel like you have a strong anointing for women, and especially like brokenhearted women. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, like you said, I don't yeah. know your story, <laughs> so good. but I really feel like you're going to be able to minister to brokenhearted women and watch right before your very eyes them be made whole and set free and on fire um, because of the books that you're going to write. And I don't know if you... Did you write a book? I haven't yet. I'm in the process. Yeah, the books that... I see books for you. Like, you're going to write a book and that's going to change the world. It's going to change people's lives. So be encouraged. I don't know what you had to endure to be you, what you got to go through. I know you're smiling and... (laughs) But I don't know what you have to to fight to keep your smile. But it's not in vain and it won't be in vain. Mm. That's so yeah. good. Thank you. That means so much more than you know, which is always incredible. Again, God, like we've just met. He doesn't, he's this is the first time I've ever even seen him. Mm-hmm. So that means more than you know. 
and I will write you back on the response <laughs> of what that sounds like because we could be here for hours and days and weeks. And yeah. I'm so incredibly grateful that you were able to come in today. Um, I was shocked when you hit me up. I was like, oh, of course I'll come. So good. It was so good. And I know it's going to bless so many people. And ultimately, it's for the one, right? So you bless me. Oh. So thank you so much. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to share with people the new album that you have coming out. I've been already Man. sharing the old albums. And so as a part of like our community, and I've never actually asked for this before, but I would really, really love if financially we could come behind Corey oh, um, yeah. in this time, in this season, as he develops this last, this next album. Yeah. There's going to be many more albums to come, but I know that that plays a role. And so um, I'm going to start a GoFundMe on my account for oh, you. Awesome. Um, and so when you see that, don't be shocked. I won't. Just know that <laughs> um, I really just... I'm praying that anybody who's listened to this or listens to your music is able to connect with you in that way and any other way. If you're not able to financially give, but just pray to be praying for him. Um, There is so much spiritual warfare that happens when you are walking in obedience to your Mm. calling. Um, And I know that it's not going to get easier because Mm -hmm. getting to the top of any mountain peak never is. Um, Mm. But I'm believing that God's going to allow you to soar on wings like eagles to the top. Mm. Um, And so I'm, I'm really excited for that for you. Amen. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. Appreciate it's been it. amazing. Where can they connect with you? What's the best way? Um, um everywhere. Yes, um, <laughs> I love that. Anywhere everywhere. <laughs> really, um Facebook, you can yep. type change. It's spelled yep. with a three. So yep. um Instagram I think is Mr. Change. It is. Um or if you Google change, I'm the whole first page. Nice. And you can see my website and everything that I just threw out there. Incredible, incredible. And um I had one more question for you and now it's gonna elude me and that's okay. Maybe I wasn't meant to ask it. I got nothing. I'm grateful for you, and I'm excited to see what's to come. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So good. Hey, y'all. I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you, something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.